0: We are SC podcast, Gary Pasquist, joined by Greg Katz. And uh, Greg, we've hit the halfway point of a USC spring ball after seven practices here. And uh, we're going to get into some thoughts on offense. We're going to get into some thoughts on defense. But just from a general take, what have you seen so far?
1: Well, there's a lot of good points. I think there's a lot of good points from an individual standpoint. I think there's emphasis on being more physical, uh, especially on the offensive line. I think the quarterback uh, situation, which you'll go into depth later, uh, is intriguing mm-hmm. uh, because of, obviously, I mean, can you really replace maybe the number one overall draft pick in the NFL? But um, they definitely have their, their objectives, and I think they're, they're trying hard to meet them.
0: Yeah, I, the, the thing that stands out to me the most is uh, A, there is an awful lot of talent, particularly on the defensive side of the football. You really don't see any depth issues right now on defense, and that's before just an incredible linebacker class is about to come in and et cetera, et cetera, and some pretty good corners as well. But uh, that that to me and then the majority on offense, you, you you see some good depth. You're starting to get a couple holes. Running back right now is uh, is a little light on bodies, but uh, for, for, for the most part, just how much talent is out there, uh, that, that is incredible. Encouraging to see again the the sanctions-induced roster limits. Uh, you don't feel those anymore.
1: No, you really don't. And I think hitting on uh, supporting what you what you say. I think defensively now that Clancy's been here, uh, you know, his third yeah. year, fourth yeah. year, uh, they know what they're doing. Yes. So they're, they're 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 reacting fast. I think there is talent everywhere. There's no question. And when they get guys, uh, you know, coming back from the you know, injury squad that they expect in training camp in August, you know. The defense is going to have to carry this team early. And that might be asking a lot uh, after the UNLV game.
0: Okay, let's, uh, let's start off on offense uh, and talk about what we're seeing. First thing top of mind is going to be the quarterback uh, competition. Uh, there have been three quarterbacks here at times. JT Daniels has made a couple appearances, but obviously he is standing on the sidelines. Uh, so you have Matt Fink, you have Jack Sears, and you have, let's give credit to Holden Thomas, who has Absolutely. been a very solid walk-on.
1: Absolutely. I, I think if you didn't know who he was, mm-hmm. you'd say, oh, is, is that a uh, Fink? Is right. That Sears.
0: He's a good sized guy and he yeah. throws a nice ball. And let's remember, he was the starting quarterback at Oaks Christian, got hurt, and then Matt Corral took over as a freshman. So well, he's played big level high school absolutely. football.
1: Absolutely. If you're starting at o- Oaks Christian, you've got to be a ball player. Yeah,
0: and he can play. Um, okay, but but let's focus on Fink and Sears. Now, it was very interesting. Clay Helton saying after practice today he was impressed with the accuracy of the quarterbacks in the scrimmage. He liked their efficiency, their decision making. Um, I think that is Coach Helton, as he is wont to do, putting a positive spin on things. These guys guys have had some moments let's not let's not sugarcoat that but uh number 14 is not out there anymore and not walking through that door so they say
1: well you know it's, it's like I watch Sears and he tries to emulate some of the stuff that Sam did uh you know the jump passing mm-hmm. on the move and sometimes he's been pretty successful and does a pretty good impersonation other times you kind of scratch your head and you go I know what he's trying to do he just can't, he's just not executing it uh you know Fink to me uh is really an improved quarterback he, he really is but, you know, you, you look at both of them and you say there's still a ways to go. You know, as far as Helton's comments, uh, you know, he's not going to come out and say, class, you know, glass half empty, you know, mm-hmm. I was no, disappointed. No, that's not him. No, he's going to say that, you know, I like their accuracy and all that sort of stuff. And you know what? Good for him. Good for the players. It keeps morale up high. But in all honesty, in a football game, we all know that even our listeners know, you know, if you make three, two or three mistakes, that can be huge mistakes. And when I watched some of the mistakes that were made, it was kind of like,
0: well, we can't have those in a regular season game. And so I think the point is right now, yeah, neither guy has come out yet and said, OK, this is I'm going to be the number one guy coming out of spring. There's still half a spring left. And, and, and let's be clear, that's one of the things we're going to see from this offense. And Clay Helton made sure to say today, this is our offense. We're not changing. We may lean a little bit to the strengths of the players. Uh, running the ball more from the quarterback position. That is going to be something we see, whether it's one of these two or whether it's JT Daniels. You just get the sense that that's something that Clay Helton wants to add to the offense.
1: One of the things I noticed with the offense is they're not throwing the ball downfield very much. Maybe it's just the drills. Maybe it's the objective of the day. But, you know, i am seeing a lot of dink and dunks and Mm -hmm. that sort of stuff. And, uh, you know, I'd like to see some balls thrown downfield, to be quite frank with you. And I think maybe when JT Daniels gets here, you're going to see the ball thrown downfield. Because I don't think there's any question about what he accomplished in
0: high school. And I think that is the expectations. Um, so speaking of throwing the ball downfield, well, one of the ones we did see on Friday was, a let's go to run wide receiver right now, is a, is a long uh, completion downfield of Josh Bebe. And I want to talk about Josh for a minute because this is a guy that uh, what was kind of coming into spring is, okay, where is Josh Bebe at? We, we know Tyler Vons and Michael Pittman are going to be the two lead guys outside, but we haven't seen it from Josh yet. No. We know his physical skills. We know what he can do. T. Martin said today he's the fastest guy on the team. That may be with Jackie Jones out right now. Uh, but Josh is fast. And he has some impressive physical gifts, and, and let's be clear—he is probably one of the most improved players through spring ball so far. I've really been impressed with the step up. We always talk about who's going to step up. Josh is stepping up so far.
1: Well, and this is exciting because I think you probably get a consensus that Josh was just flailing away. Uh, maybe injuries played a big factor and he in that. Admitted that, that today. Uh, and uh, but he's he's emerging, uh, which brings confidence and confidence with a quarterback. And it'll be interesting to see how far he can take it.
0: I, I agree with that. Because Michael Pittman's been out for the last couple of days with a little bit of AC sprain. He just says that's a day-to-day thing. Tyler Vons has been Tyler Vaughn, so he's been set. Uh, so that part has been good. And I've liked Trayvon Sidney there as well. Let's uh, let's flip back to running back, because it's been uh, a dearth of running backs. We did see Vavai Malapiei get some action today. Can't wait to see what he can do for the remainder of spring. Uh, we've seen Dominic Davis get moved over and get some reps. But what we've seen a whole lot of is Akas Cedric Ware taking the lead role as a a senior and uh, I really like what I've seen so far from Aka Cedric.
1: You know, he really reminds me of, of Buck Allen in a lot of mm-hmm. ways. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm not just my opinion. I talked with Tim Drebno, the new running backs coach and he, he said he reminds him of uh, Buck Allen as well and I think you've mentioned it. And and that's a heck of a compliment. You know, Buck really came into his own late in his career mm-hmm. and I think the fact that maybe that uh Aka Cedric is able to do not have he can do it on his own without the fear of Who's going to take me out in a hurry because they really don't have anybody else now that, you know, Favai has just come back. Mm-hmm. So there's a confidence level. And in talking with uh, Ware, he is very enthusiastic about what he's doing. He says he's running harder. He's making cuts now that maybe he we haven't seen before. I know mm-hmm. in the scrimmage on Friday, he had a jelly leg cut that was like, whoa, we have not seen that from... Uh, from Mister
0: Ware, no, and let's not forget that he has averaged four point nine yards a carry in his career. You, you, you tell me a running back's going to average five yards a carry? I'm giving it to him twice and Absolutely. taking the first down. Absolutely, and that's uh, someone asked Tim Drevno today, uh, "What kind of back do you prefer? Do you like a bigger guy, a, fa- a slasher guy?" He goes, "I like guys who get first down and move the chains." Well, he's and Aka Cedric Ware is one of those guys.
1: Absolutely, and you know, and and Drevno has been around enough. Uh, I mean, with Harbaugh's influence. And he knows what running is supposed to look like, mm-hmm. how you're running, and where you should be running.
0: So that's a that's a good sign. Let's go. Uh, speaking of running, let's go down to the offensive line. I I think if you were to ask most people listening to this podcast, offensive line is circled as <laughs> as much of a thing that needs to be watched and improved uh, a, a, as anything here. Uh, your thoughts through half a spring?
1: I know what they're trying to do. I talked with Neil Calloway today. He said, "Hey, look at we got our ass kicked." That's the quote from Ohio State. And the Ohio State game may be a blessing in disguise. The players know that they have to play at a higher level. Now, in talking with Andrew Voorhees and, and Toa Lobendon and some of the others, you really get the impression that it's not really the physical talent that's the problem. Mm-hmm. If you're going to use the, a negative term like problem, it's it's in the player's head. It's, it's being so violent, so aggressive, so, you know, disregard for your body. This it's going to be you, not me attitude. And I think Callaway recognizes that. And he he said, we need to be mentally tougher. And, uh, you know, I remember the days of Brad, buddy, I'm dating myself and Anthony Munoz and Roy Foster and all the great ones. And the one thing I learned in watching them practice is they were violent players. Mm -hmm. And the one good thing about being older is you can compare at least the physicality. They're big enough. The question is, is are they mean enough and tough enough? And that's you know, all the players at the collegiate level are 6'5", 290, 310. What separates one guy from the next? Well, athletic ability, of course. But it's also that mental toughness that I'm going to drive you to the ground. And I think what we saw in the Cotton Bowl, maybe uh, more because of Ohio State's defensive line, was this idea of, are you man enough to block me? And I, you hate to say it, but I think the Trojans learned a lot. It's up to them to bring it to that level.
0: And just as many people will say that it's uh, it's also the scheme. Is this scheme conducive to power running football? Absolutely. And Clay Helton made it clear today that this is our scheme. We're not changing. We're not adjusting this. So there's your answer to those who are looking forward to maybe some scheme changes. Um, let let Let's say this. We have seen some quarterback under center. Not a lot of it. But, but we have seen some. Again, we're going to see some quarterback running, seeing some option. Does that change things? I don't know that that's going to wave a magic wand and uh, hark back to the days of Brad Buddy uh, power, you know, student body left, student body right. Cool. But I would just love to see that, that change a little bit more shift to where we can see these offensive linemen do what they want to do.
1: Well, you know what? I think that most Trojan fans are conditioned, and, and rightly so, to see, I'm going to kick your butt football on offensive line. Uh, one year I was here when I was younger and Hudson Alck was uh, training Keith Van Horn and Brad Buddy and he got didn't like the technique that they were using and he just said look it how about we do this How about you just kick the other person's ass and put them on the ground and blank the the technique and they were they were brutal they were animals there's no question about it they, you know they were what you'd want if I could take these players in a time machine all the offensive line and go here is what people talk about the legendary USC Mm -hmm. offensive lineman. Can you get to that level emotionally? You know, here's the thing. Do I think the scheme is the problem? I could make an argument the scheme is a problem. I'm not the only one that thinks that. I think most of your listeners probably wonder about it. But here's the thing. Everybody's going to teach the fundamentals of their scheme. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here is my question leading out of spring ball. Okay, it's like I know what every chess piece is supposed to do, but – it gets down to the guy who's the chess master who's moving those pieces. If you're going to run, you got to run running plays. Uh, you mentioned taking the ball from center. Look, it, when it's first and goal at the three, you would say we're under center and here we come and stop us. It's not going to be one of those cases where uh, you know we, we go uh, and we you know we run the shotgun and we throw a fade in the end zone.
0: As you can tell, we are recording this at USC, and uh, there is a parking garage uh, alarm going off right now, so we will adjust. The one thing that Clay Helton did say today, which was nice, was he said, hey, I am encouraged by the play of the two centers, and Toa, that, is, that does not include Toa Lobendon. Uh, because Toa Lobanon is limited right now, he was talking Brett Nealon and Justin Diddich. Very encouraged by those guys, he mentioned Elijah Vera Tucker as a guy who has played well. So some of the young guys, and that's what he's saying is the key: is developing those twos and the threes, uh, particularly along the offensive line. Let's see what happens. Let me
1: let me just echo that because Coach uh, Callaway said these two guys really are standing out. So you got the head coach saying it, you got the line
0: coach saying it. I think that's a pretty great uh, compliment for both those young centers. I like, I like the thought. Let's, uh, let's flip it over to the defensive line. And uh, I, I am so pleased with what we're seeing down there. And I'm, I'm going to throw out a couple names to you. Uh, I love seeing Porter Gustin back. I think he is setting the tone with the energy. That is not Cameron Smith game. Cameron Smith goes out there and does his job and leads by example. But he just is not, and I'm not saying this as a negative at all, He's just not that raw, raw guy getting all fired up and everything. But Porter Gustin can be at times. And when Porter Gustin is hopping around and they're getting ready to start a drill and you hear the other players, Porter, Porter, he <laughs> is that kind of guy. And I did not anticipate how much his energy, him coming back this spring, I did not anticipate how much his energy was going to be feeding off of everyone else. So I'm glad to see that. A second guy I'm going to mention is Brandon Peely. Holy cow. This young man looks so good coming back for his first really spring ball session. Uh, the confidence he has from the playing time that he got at the end of the last year, it is noticeable. That's a different guy. And then Caleb Tremblay, the junior college guy coming in. Losing Rasheem Green was a big worry to me in the middle of the line. I, that worry is, is lessened by the presence of Caleb Tremblay so far.
1: Well, taking what you said in order from, from my perspective, they don't call Porter Gustin, these are his teammates call him manimal. Uh-huh. Okay, there's a reason he's manimal. Yeah. Uh, where you have in, in Cam Smith, you have a workmanlike yes linebacker. He's not gonna maybe deliver the big hit. He might make the big interception like we've seen yeah, in the past. Right. You know, maybe three of them in one game. But Porter Gustin sets the tone. Yeah. You know, as far as the defensive line, I have no problem, no worries with it. You know, obviously uh, uh coach Udizi is doing a tremendous job. And this Trembley, let me tell you something. He reminds me of some of the J.C. defensive linemen that that John McKay used to bring in. Mm-hmm. That everyone would say, "Oh my goodness!" When this guy gets it under his belt, he is relentless, and he's big. He's not one of those players you go, "Well, I thought he was bigger." He's listed. This guy is big, and it's it, his when he starts using his hands,
0: his forearms. It's like a rotary blade he he! it's a pretty high level when he's out there in those pass rush drills the way he uses his hands yeah this guy is uh this guy is something else so the, the other area i want to talk about is uh is the secondary and i'll tell you this um there is a lot of depth there's a couple corners coming in the fall that are going to be really good uh jackie jones um do what you have to do to get back here right now, Jackie, because uh, I don't want to use the name Wally Pip, but right now it's you're looking out there and you're not saying, oh, my God, I wish we had Jackie so that we were looking good. Oh, no. You're, you're able to throw out Biggie Marsh, You're able to throw out Isaiah Langley, who gained a lot of experience last year. Uh, Coach Helton mentioned Jonathan Lockett today. How much uh, that's reassuring that is. That's reassuring to me, too. I really like where Jonathan Lockett is. And the young man's game that I like is I I, I really like where Greg Johnson is. The freshman who's impressing me is Chase Williams so far. I I like what he's doing. But, Greg, the safety spot with the guys they have, you've got veterans, you've got some second-year guys, but you've got a freshman named Talanoa Hufanga who is opening up everybody's eyes out there.
1: You know, we all follow recruiting. I hope many of you watch go to our recruiting site uh, on the RSC. But I'm going to tell you. A lot of times many times you get players who are really hyped up mm-hmm. you see him in person and you go well that's a five star he looks more like a bottom four star this guy's the real deal this guy's been the real deal since he set foot on it he's smart he's quick and he's super aggressive mm-hmm. you would not think and, and in some ways i maybe it's a stretch he kind of reminds me of grudigood in a way he the way he moves around and he's to me he's that advanced now They've got a lot of talent. Does that mean he steps right in? Probably not. But should he be in the mix? It would be surprised to me if he didn't. And another one is, um, you know, Maga. I know he's more of a, of a, a linebacker. Sure. But another young player who's living up to I'm the player of the year in Hawaii. And we should all know by now if you're the player of the year in Hawaii, you're probably pretty good.
0: Yeah, And, and that's been a pleasant surprise for me. Is uh, is Kanai the the video that I had seen? I don't want to say I, I looked. at him, I said, okay, he's a, a tad slight, and maybe he needs to bulk up a little bit when he gets here. But that's certainly not the player that we've seen show up. Very very powerful in the upper body. Uh, probably about 6'2". two. Um, they list him at two twenty, and so that's a that's a good size right there. But boy, he has that activeness, that hair on fire flying around. Yeah, absolutely, uh, boy, he and Jordan Eosefa. Uh, there, there, there's a lot of similarities in their game. And I want to mention on Jordan how vocal he's becoming now out there uh-huh. uh, when, when you see him in terms of calling out plays. Uh, notice both he and C.J. Pollard uh, taking out that, that role. And, and so I like seeing that. Let, let's, let's go back. I want to go back to the secondary for a minute. And just you talked about the safety spot. Let's talk about the rotation right now and where you, where you see that. Because you said, does does Tal and Noah get in there? Obviously, Amar tell uh, is set at one spot, the senior gimme, leader back there. Yeah, gimme. A gimme. Uh, is Bubba Bolden your other starter? Right now he is.
1: Yeah. Uh, what I like about them is they're headhunters. Yeah. They're headhunters. I mean, if you get hit by Ufenga or you get hit by Bolden, they are going to make sure that you understand, if you're coming in my area, we're going to knock your head off. Mm-hmm. The question is, is where they get burned? You know, what was the learning process? Mm-hmm. You know, Bolden, I think, is a little bit further along because he's been in the program for a year. But I have no problem with the, with the the with the talent at the safety level. And like you said, tell is a gimme. I think Bolden probably gets the nod, and deservedly so. Uh, but the others are not far
0: behind. Let me give you uh, Akili Ross. Safety, slot corner behind a J&A. I think this is a guy, if you would have looked at uh, Akili when he was ineligible for the Cotton Bowl, I don't think there would have been anybody blinking if he didn't return to the program. But he comes back, and all of a sudden now he's uh, he's running a couple major roles out there.
1: You know he reminds me of, if I can use a baseball analogy? Kike uh, Hernandez. He can fit a lot of places, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not embarrass you, mm-hmm. and, and be very productive right and and i see this kid uh being very productive you know part of it is i'm getting my opportunity i get my chance i'm not going to mess it up and uh you know let the chips fall what they may and he's really taking advantage of spring ball from my perspective
0: yeah i think that's nice so that's our uh that's our report here midway point through a fall, spring ball seven practices in the trojans will be back in action on thursday at 3 15. for great cats this is gary pasquets you're listening to the we rsc podcast